<laughs> Some night, huh? On this very night, ten years ago, along this same stretch of road, in a dense fog, just like this, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound, like a garbage truck, dropped off the Empire State Building. And when they finally pulled the driver's body from the twisted, burning wreck, it looked like this. <laughs> was the worst accident I ever seen. Good evening, good morning, good at, good night, whatever time zone it is you're listening to. Uh, you're listening to another exciting episode of From Beyond the Crypt, a creepypasta, cryptids, and urban legends podcast. I'm Kyle. And I am Two Baked Teddy. And we, oh, you're two baits, Teddy. Okay, so yeah, like I'm fucking, I'm I'm good, man. I got you. you you've been baking so, 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 so do you bake often, and like, what is it that you're baking, Teddy? Well, I mean, sometimes you know when I go out into the sun, I bake my own skin. Um, I I do I do have like a soft touch for making you know uh, cupcakes. And like uh, brownies in like you know the cups, you know, like the that you just stick in the microwave, you know. Yeah. Those like yeah. those, those yeah. cake cups and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Those, that I'll, I'll bake those all day. Oh yeah. But, yeah. but mostly it's <laughs> been so air great. frying, uh, air frying, uh, reheated pizza. You know. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> but it, no, it, I'm I'm pretty fucking high right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I get it. Okay. So, see, I just thought you you've been baking stuff all day. Well, I mean, you would, <laughs> Mister Strader. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. Teddy, what does being baked mean? <laughs> we put you in a giant pizza, Kyle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a kink of ours, you know. It's like it's like the candles when you pour a candle on like the wax on this like somebody's skin. <laughs> I want that, but with like pizza cheese. Oh my god. Oh well, this is already starting off. This is already starting off wild. <laughs> well, Teddy, uh, how, how has your day been? Um, pretty fucking weird. Uh, had some stuff happen with work. Uh, still recovering from uh, exhaustion, which is not fun. But outside of that, I mean, I've just been fucking comatose for most of the day. I guess is the way to say it uh like i said i didn't get much sleep so i just at that point in time just absolutely passed the fuck out and missed both of my alarms for work today which was not good but um yeah that was that was that i had to had some stuff happen with work uh that ended up in me getting the rest of the day off not me oversleeping um so i've just been kind of chilling you know very up and down kind of day roller coaster if you will Okay. Uh, I uh, I went and got my hair trimmed up and and got some maintenance done on my beard. I, I'm I, I'm liking how it's looking. You know, you you, you got to keep up 
have maintenance on it. You can't just let you can't just let that thing just grow any way it wants, or else I'll just be looking look looking like a wild man. Um, I feel like that's a personal shot at me, sir. <laughs> no, it Here is you. not. Caveman, you have a look very is my niche. All right, <laughs> you have a very maintained beard for. From what I can tell, uh, I mean, every so often I get it trimmed, but yeah. outside of that, it's mostly just brushing it. Okay, yeah. See, since I went and did that, and mostly just uh, chilled at home, uh, uh, chilled at home, uh, enjoyed my off day. I actually started uh, the show uh, Dave earlier. The uh, the show on Hulu about uh, what? Well, it's on FX, but I'm watching on Hulu. It's about a rapper a little dicky and it, it's pretty hilarious the first three episodes had, had me rolling oh the little dicky show yeah i was I, uh, I was dying earlier because he was uh in the first episode he's talking to a he's at a doctor's office and he's talking to a doctor and he's telling him what he heard online and the doctor is telling him well, well i'm a doctor so that's wrong this is what's happening and then he says well i'll tell you there's a huge disconnect between the online medical community and the brick and mortar establishments i love that yeah yeah the, the doctor just goes you mean real doctors <laughs> I was, I was, I was rolling. The but. way you, the way you actually said that, though, like I heard it in Little Dicky's. Yeah. Voice, so, like, <laughs> just based off the lines there, <laughs> talking about the disconnect. Yeah, it, it was great. I, I watched like three episodes earlier. I can't wait to watch more tonight. I'll probably end up that part, probably be my new show at binge at night whenever I go to sleep. I definitely, uh, I definitely need to check it out. Yeah, now. it's pretty fucking hilarious. I was rolling the past first few episodes, uh, but uh, instead of, uh, but now I do want to say, uh, you know, you, you, if, if if you like Little Dicky or if you just like uh, comedy shows, definitely check that out. But one thing I do want to uh, reiterate that people who may have not checked it out for. It for for any reason because I mean you really should uh, I cannot recommend the Fear Street trilogy enough oh yes it, that it movie is, is for the gays yeah, especially part three part three was fucking amazing the whole trilogy was absolutely amazing to me it's honestly hard for me to even rank them like, like I can't put them in order I mean I still think 94 is my favorite but yeah. 1666 is right there See, with it i i have a very distinct ranking of them um and it, it's everybody i know like around me is obsessed with the the 1970s one yeah yeah same um, here but like to me that's like the one i didn't like the or that's the one i like the least um i just i i really I really couldn't get into it, you know. Like the the whole the whole premise of it was kind of like I get the the needing to tell a story to to move forward in the the trilogy part, but I didn't like a lot of the characters as much as I did uh, yeah. the cat the cast from nineteen ninety four slash part two. Um. As yeah, 
the third the third one was great though like if if everybody keeps comparing it to the witch uh that's gonna make me a big fan of the witch and i'm gonna want to see that one too i like oh, a lot of the the like occult references i cannot recommend the witch enough i, I watched it for the first time a couple of days ago and i've been in love with it since that's also it, an that's an it's an ari aster movie right no, it's Robert. Oh, okay. It's Robert Eggers. He 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 made that in the White House. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be a fucking but, weird movie. Uh, after watching it, I told CC, I was like, I would love to see a collaboration between Eggers and, and Aster. Like that has to happen at some point. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I can't recommend The Witch enough. Like, I don't want to like give away anything but it is it's so fucking amazing and the performances are so great that like when i'm watching it i forgot that i was watching a film it looked like i was literally just watching a puritan family because it's just spot on yeah i mean even like southern baptist like roots are so very based off of those um but I, I gotta say the one thing that I don't understand the most about it is a lot of the hate that Dina gets because like Dina's actually a really good character to me. Like she's yeah. probably like my like second or third favorite out of like the entire series. Um but I just I I don't get the hate for her. Like she she was a great character and her brother's awesome too. Like he's like actually my favorite. Yeah. I think uh, I still think uh, one of my favorites in '94, just because it was it was hilarious. Was Simon Simon Kill was the funniest thing to me when, especially whenever uh, in the first episode, whenever they're in the school and uh, and they're trying to summon all the slashers uh, to the uh, school, and and Ruby Lane finally shows up and he runs what he runs. He runs from her, but he stops and looks, and he, and he, and he runs, and then he uh, he tells everybody, he, and he's like, uh, he says the funniest line, he says, oh, she's so fucking sexy, but so but so crazy. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Simon. I, I liked uh, whatchamacallit a lot, too. Um, Dina's friend. Uh, yeah. The, the one who was, like, oh, yeah. friends with him. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I thought her yeah, yeah, was she great. was such a wonderful character. I I wish they would have done something different with her character. I don't I'm also I'm also here for the, yeah. the the Puritan fucking uh fucking edible berry fucking orgy <laughs> fucking thing that they had in fucking uh in the woods there. That was kind of fucking sweet. Yeah, but yeah, sixteen sixty six was absolutely fucking wonderful. Uh, I felt it, it really brought together all three movies. It yeah. really tied everything together great, and I love the ending. And uh, without spoiling it, and I, I was talking to Cece about this, uh, I love that it took something that we hate in horror movies and completely turned it around. Hell yeah, baby, gay love. <laughs> it was it was wonderful. I can't I can't recommend it enough. And 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 watch the credits if you do watch it. Make sure to watch the credits. I will say, you know, uh, what I want to happen as of this, I want the energy of it to, to carry forward and I want them to do the 99 fear street series as like a three movie trilogy. Like they did with this one Yeah. because in the 99 fear street series, it's actually like an actual trilogy. Like the, you know, it's sequential. 
um, whereas a lot of the other Fear Street books are one-offs. So it'd be interesting for them to pick up that series. It's very, it's very based around like, I want to say it's got a very Amityville um, slash like poltergeist kind of feel to it, you know, Um, which they're more than willing to, to, to make their movies look and reference, you know, other, you know, popular horror movies in the past, like uh, 94, um was like scream uh yeah 78 was like uh, J- uh was like jason yeah uh, and then the 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 part two felt like stranger things yeah so well, i'm not sure i i want to watch a couple episodes of stranger things but I've, I've heard that comparison though yeah so it's like it's like they're they're already making like their movies make pop culture references to other popular horror movies as well as you know paying the homage to uh rl stein's works Uh, yeah so maybe they could you know do that and you know really play up on both the poltergeisty kind of feel of it as well as like the uh like i said the amityville horror um aspect of it because essentially it takes place this family moves into this house um the uh, it's a, a a husband and his wife and they have three kids it's two girls one is like just about to hit puberty age uh one of them is in high school and then they have like a brother who's like five or six years old and basically the brother ends up going missing um and like they they look everywhere for him in the house they can't find him um the older sister still looking for him finds that there's like spaces in the walls. Um, so she thinks maybe he climbed in there and got stuck. So she goes in there and, and she ends up getting stuck herself and she ends up dying. And uh, she sets up the, the, the main plot of the second book, which is basically a mother and her son, um, you know, move in from out of town um and the girl because she's stuck in high school age you know she has high school feelings she's like this guy's kind of cute you know but she's also a ghost and misery loves company she tries to 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 bring him to her world but uh he's like got some like necklace totem thing on his neck um that she like removes she like rips it off of him or whatever and he like deteriorates because you find out that like he used like native american uh magic to bring him back because he was part native and like i guess he passed away when he was very young and his mother did that mm-hmm. um and he did he himself didn't know it he just knew that that necklace was important to him which sets up the third book uh because at this point in time the the teenage girl is like essentially going full psycho mode like full on like beyond pissed ghost and the third book is her sister who's much older coming back years later to try to like put her sister to rest so it's like a a three book series um and i think they would do a really good job with it It, if any indication of the uh the three fear street movies that came out now or any indication it they'll they'll do a good job with that one too so yeah that sounds pretty interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm just really hoping, like many, that they continue the Fear Street series because they fucking knocked it out of the park with this one. Oh, yeah, they did. But you, 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 I uh, was going to say, was, uh, you said 94 was, was like Scream. Uh, that opening was like exactly like Scream, but like I think uh, on uh, on our friend Coltis's uh, podcast, uh, her, uh, her co-host, you uh, our co-host Yusef said uh, that, uh, and uh, he he described it as this, and I couldn't have had a better uh, a better description of of uh, part one. He said it was like Scream meets the Evil Dead, and I was like, "Yep, I can see it. Yep, that's perfect." Kinda, like I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but like I mean, it it's his view, obviously. Um, yeah. I'm not going to tell him his views wrong or whatever, but like the way I see it, it, it feels like, yes, there's supernatural elements, but like the, the overall like attitude of it, like the way it's shot, like the whole, uh, you know, pl- big fucking plot twist that they do at the very beginning. Um, you know, uh, yeah. all of it to me just felt like, fucking kevin williams like fucking or whatever uh the the person who wrote scream you know he like had like kevin williamson yeah like i feel like you know it was very like his inspired kind of thing you know if like you ask like three different people to like make like three movies that are in like succession with each other and you know you had one of them that's like written by him you know one of them who's written is by somebody who's like tied to jason and then the third one, somebody was tied to like Stranger Things. That's the way like the the stories feel for me. Yeah, and what was great was that you know that was one director's vision throughout all three films. Yeah, that's, you know, he he did he did a like I said he did a uh, he did a really good job in my opinion with like doing everything like that. Uh, that's why I think he would do the ninety nine Fear Street like trilogy really well. Yeah. But I actually believe the director was a woman of uh, of Fear Street. What's that? I I actually believe the direct the director of the Fear Street uh, Netflix things was a woman actually. Oh well, yeah. Hell, even fucking better. which is even better. More power which is even, to her. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which is even better. It shows that you know we need more women directors in horror. Well, not only she, that, but she like, knocked it out of the fucking yeah, park. And, she killed it. She clearly, yeah. she clearly has like ties to horror community, like big loves, like you know the movie. Yeah, uh, you know, like the fact also the that, Fair Street books itself were like more yeah. female centric, I guess, in the way that like the the, the reader base was because like Goosebump was like the edgy stuff for the boys and like. Fear Street was kind of like the girly one, at least the way my friends like at that time um, all treated it. But hmm. I read all of them because you know, oh, yeah. I, I read books. You know, like I didn't give yeah. a, I didn't give a damn who they were for. I just wanted to read that story. That story interests me. Um, it was the same way with anime. That's why I like magical girl anime, like Sailor Moon and uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth, and yes. Sailor Moon, uh, Madoka Magica. Even though that one's way fucking dark, <laughs> but but but, uh, but like a one thing I want to add to it, it just it's more proof that when you put 
a project over like with Fear Street with three different films, it, it's more proof that you should let the person, the, the one director do all three to realize their vision instead of having like where we see some people have one director do one and then a dr- another director does another and then it's all, Star Wars. It all gets <laughs> Star I, I definitely wouldn't have hit it Star Wars or anything but yeah <laughs> I'm, I like those movies for what they all are but like it is it was kind of a, a big whoopsie for J.J. Abrams yeah. to not do the second one right yeah I liked Rise yeah, of Skywalker it, I thought it was great yeah but, but yes to, to end this tangent watch Fear Street on Netflix you won't regret it. And uh, uh, it, it just since, since since Teddy said he wanted to watch it, I will say 100% to anyone listening who hasn't seen it, watch The Witch. Probably one of my favorite films I've seen this year, even though it came out in 2015. I just It was just one of those movies that, like, I guess, like, a lot of people talked about. And, like, I saw some good stuff, but then I, I mostly saw like, a lot of, like, people saying, like, I, I don't I, uh, it seemed like a waste of time. And like uh, back then, I would kind of listen more to reviews before I watch a film. Ugh. I'm all. Yeah, I'm I, always. I read the the plot of the story. If it interests me, I watch it. I mean, that's yeah. that's how I ended up watching great movies like Velocipaster and Lamageddon. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but, but I do that, and then I, I just never checked it out, and then finally. Enough people were finally like, "Hey, you need to watch The Witch." Hey, if you like 1666, it, it, it's like The Witch, and I'm like, "Okay, I'll check out The Witch." And I'm like, I, "Yeah, I fucking love The Witch. This is like we're gonna be one of my all-time favorite movies." Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a good it's a good one that CC tells me all the time that I constantly need to watch. I just hope like it's not. I I get distracted easily because. To, to anybody who may not know um i have adhd um so i get distracted from very long-winded movies i'm honestly surprised that i've managed to make it both through hereditary and midsummer yeah um but like i can't i i i i, I can't do too long of movies um so hopefully it's not a movie that feels like it drags on. Because like Midsummer, I think, doesn't really drag on. It just it feels like rightly like the timed, I guess. Um Good pacing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like if it's if it's decently paced, then I, I'll be able to keep my attention. But like if it's like long winded, I'm gonna not have a good time. <laughs> Oh yeah, Ugh. but Teddy, this is uh, this is not a Fear Street or a Watch This podcast. Technically, it is a cryptids and spooky stories. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Very true. We're always trying to find ways to <laughs> to to, uh, to to do some of that like like the last podcast, and we. Uh, we somehow found a way to uh, include something else in the podcast that definitely probably shouldn't be included in the podcast, but we're going to make it uh, do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, but, 
But, you- but yeah, people are here for, for creepypastas or cryptids or urban legends uh, with this episode. It's going to be a creepypasta episode. And uh, I believe I'm starting this one. Like we said last our last episode, we're doing a two-part creepypasta uh, t- today. I'm going to take part one, and uh, good old Teddy is going to take part two. Yes, 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 we That's are. That's right. So let's gather the marshmallows. Get some blankets and get around the campfire. And grab your joints too. Yes, if if you partake, yes, grab your joint and. <laughs> uh, if you're straight edge, grab your milk. <laughs> hey, I don't drink milk. Chocolate milk, maybe. But yes. Hey, listen, <laughs> you do you, man. If you want chocolate milk, you want chocolate milk. There's nothing wrong with a little chalky milk. I'll grab a you or something. But, uh, Ew, no, uh, if you're going to drink chocolate milk, drink chocolate <laughs> milk, not you. I love you. You's great, but it's not chocolate milk. <laughs> okay, I'll grab a chocolate milk anyway. That'd be like but saying yeah. quick. And it's like, <laughs> But yeah, let's, uh, let's get around the campfire and let's uh, tell everybody the tale of Cheesy's World, part one. So Cheesy's World is a creepypasta. It was written by Brian A. Young. And any trigger warnings for anyone who, uh, so in case you, you know, in case this is something that triggers you, you know, you can skip this and we won't be mad at you. It does feature, uh, it does has, it does have abductions and kidnappings featuring children. So, there's your trigger warning, for, trigger warning for that. All right. So here we go. Cheesy's world where a kid's happiness is guaranteed. Well, that's how the slogan went back when I was a teenager anyway. I know what you're thinking. Cheesy's world? Isn't that a ripoff of... And you'd be right if it reminded you of several places. If I ever had the displeasure of visiting while it was still running, you'd see that the park was largely inspired by multiple mainstream amusement parks and arcades. Were the owners of the place teetering pre- uh, precariously on a razor-thin line that would undoubtedly lead to a mountain of lawsuits? Of course. But when you're young, you don't think about those things, especially when these when those mainstream places aren't anywhere near you and nobody has the money or the time to take you there. Like DZ Discovery Zone. <laughs> In our sleepy small town, separated by miles of forest from our sister cities, not much went on. Our best bet of entertainment was to go on a hike or visit the one mall of movie theater we had. Oh, I remember that. I used to live in a town like that. And then they got rid of the damn movie theater, so then I had nothing. <laughs> you sound like Cece and Krista Ripper. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Anyway, the the park, however, was situated in the middle of multiple sparsely populated uh, counties. It was almost like a hub of entertainment for us, even though individually none of the surrounding regions could get many people in one place. People showed up at the park. As a result, the place was always packed. Whatever issues there were were cheesies. At the end of the day, it was ours. That said, my brother Amari and I practically bounced off the walls the night our parents presented us with tickets to Cheesy World for Amari's seventh birthday. I was excited to relive the rides, and he couldn't wait to meet his favorite characters. For some context, 
the amusement park's theme was centered around Cheesy and his band of friends. That sounds... <laughs> that sounds like something I've heard of before. copyright infringement. <laughs> copyright infringement, definitely not. <laughs> Cheesy, the pizza-loving, pizza-loving, adventurous, upbeat mouse. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> What'd you expect? His name is Cheesy. Was the face of the main cast, and he was always accompanied by his three best friends, Ronald the Rabbit, Dizzy the Dog, and Nina the Duck. Oh, yeah, they, oh, of course. You know. Hmm. How could you forget Nina the Duck, you know? She's like Donald the Duck's, you know, like fourth cousin twice removed. Again, clear ripoffs of other well-known characters. You don't say. <laughs> I get it. And as a 17-year-old at the time, these parallels weren't lost to me, but they were the closest I'd ever get to the real thing, so I honestly didn't care. So basically... He settled for great value Chuck E. Cheese's. He got that Walmart brand. <laughs> Cheesy's World, Amari screeched a barreling towards my dad for a hug. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't mention it, my dad said with a wide smile. You boys have been keeping up with your homework, staying out of trouble, and keeping your rooms clean, so think of it as a little reward. He winked and walked upstairs, leaving us to our emotions. Unable to contain himself, Amari took off toward his room and started playing some of Cheesy's classic songs he found online. Usually the loud singing would have annoyed me, but seeing him happy put me in a good mood. I felt the immediate need to video chat my best friends, Chloe and Mark, and rub my soon-to-be amazing trip in their faces. Bro, how old is this kid? He's 17. How? Why would he be... What? Why would he be... Listen... As a 17-year-old, why would you go tell your other 17-year-old friends, I get to go to a rip-off of Chuck E. Cheese's ha-ha-ha Listen, in your face? you won't understand that, but then you'll step one foot in Magic Kingdom and ball like a little baby. It exists, <laughs> man. That magic at first when it hits you is just like the fucking freshest shit ever. But it does wear off, you know, like all things, but... It it is it is a real thing. Get ready for that when you when you go to Batu. <laughs> oh man! Wow, that's awesome. I always wanted to go to Cheesy's when I was a kid. Chloe gushed. My dad never took us. Mark uh, cut in with an exasperated exasperated sigh. You're seriously getting excited over going to a kid's amusement park, Brandon. You're 17. That's you. You should be. You're Mark. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, Daddy. <laughs> you should be getting excited over getting drunk at some girl's house, not meeting old guys in smelly costumes. Okay, I take that back. That's not you. <laughs> but I mean, I I I feel where Mark is is going. It is kind of weird for a 17 year old to be excited. Hey, listen, when you're from a fucking bumfuck town, you know, everything that that comes like that kind of thing that gives you something to do, it it it, it really they take that stuff like to heart, you know? Yeah. Uh, Chloe took offense to this statement. Well, maybe we can enjoy things that don't get him kicked out into the street with no way home at three in the morning. 
Oh, Chloe with the clap back. Mark laughed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't have my car back then. Thanks for taking me home, Chloe. <laughs> Dick. Uh, no problem, Mark. Someone has to be the hero, right? Point is, I think it's great that Brandon gets to do something fun, and it's not like he has to hang out with the characters all day. They do have some pretty amazing rides from what I've heard. I nodded. Hell yeah. Rides, surprisingly cheap amusement park snacks, their world-renowned pizza, and an arcade that I'm going to definitely clean out. It's going to be a great day. Oh, he's going to be very, very sad when he learns out uh, that a lot of those like places rig their games. Yep. and world-renowned pizza. I've had the pizza at the real place. It's nothing to write home about. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a Just personal don't... pan pizza from Pizza Hut any day over Chuck E. Cheese, right? pizza, to be fair. <laughs> Just don't forget that it's your brother's weekend, Chloe said. I know you want to have fun, and you should, but please try your best to make sure that he comes first, even if he wants to do all the boring kid stuff. Mark couldn't refrain from taking another shot at the park. It's all bored kid stuff, Chloe. Trust me, when I worked there over the summer, it wasn't as happy as fun as that leads you to believe working the rides especially suck. Definitely not worth the half-hour drive. Oh, Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark. You complained way too much, man. Mark seemed a bit of a yeah. dick. He, he's I, I, a cast member who lost their magic. <laughs> I rolled my eyes. It's boring kid stuff. I'll enjoy, Mark. I'll make sure to bring you back a light sword, though, man. Anyway, it's getting late, so I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Let's do something cool after class. Chloe and Mark agreed, and with that, I ended the call and went to bed. The next day at lunch, I sat alone at the outside tables picking at some questionable mac and cheese. When I heard my name being shouted from across the quad, okay, for a second, I had to stop. I thought I read that he was picking that questionable mac and cheese on the on the table. Ew. I was like, why the fuck you eating mac and cheese off the table, bro? (laughs) (laughs) He's storing it for later. God, don't you know it keeps very well on the table? (laughs) Napoleon, give me some tots. (laughs) But uh, when I heard my name being shouted out from across the quad... Being the only black kid in a nearly all-white school usually got me some looks, but Mark had a knack for bringing even more attention to our group. I looked to my left, and I saw him with a massive smile on his face as his long legs carried him toward me. Chloe was nearly overshadowed by his large frame as they walked together. Her brown hair covered her lightly freckled face as her her head hung low in embarrassment from Mark's screaming. When the two reached my table, Mark slammed his pizza down right in front of me. Can you believe that she dared to buy good pizza today? How dare they actually bring us something edible for once? I mean, look at this delicious pizza pepperoni, Mark said sarcastically. I looked down at my still very questionable mac and cheese. Yeah, crazy. Oh, man, I actually have a funny story about that. Um, I'll tell you it later. Just to remind me. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, I, I got some funny things to tell you, too. This is bringing back some memories. God, what it's like to be in school 400 uh-huh. years ago for me. <laughs> we walked uphill both well, ways before physics existed. <laughs> While picking at my food, I caught Chloe staring at me. We had known each other since we were kids. I watched her grow from my goofy best friend who had climbed trees and eat candy off the ground with to one of the most amazing girls in school. Even though I saw her every day, I always took notice when she looked in my direction. Uh Uh-oh. 
I could usually tell when Chloe was flustered, but outside of that, she was a hard girl, hard girl to read. The girl never had a class where she earned less than an A, so you never uh, knew if her stare was because she was lost in the massive sea of her overly complex mind or if she was concerned about things happening at present. You okay, Chloe? Almost like she was broken from a trench, she perked up. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking about something. Thinking about what? Mark asked. Well, I, before she could finish her sentence, Jose Alaska, uh, Jose Alasquez, hopefully I didn't butcher that name, whom I had known since middle school for his deep interest in technology and the and I'm a cob slid into the empty spot next to me. He had a crazed look in his eye and looked me up and down, shaking his head before speaking. Brandon, you really going to Cheesy's world? Uh, yeah, I replied, confused. How'd you know that? Overheard Chloe talking about it to Amber. But it does matter. It doesn't matter. Look, that place is fucking weird, man. Bad shit happens there. I shot Chloe a glare, and she simply shrugged. Oh, really? I said. Bad shit like, I don't know, kids running too fast to the candy store and scraping their knees. I did hear that was a problem, you know? Now that I recall, I think I did hear a story about how one year a guy got there so early and had so much fun on all the rides that he slept the entire next day. He scoffed at my, sar at my sarcasm and started searching on his phone. No, bad shit like kids missing. He turned his screen towards the three of us, and shockingly, there was an article from last year detailing how a little girl had gotten lost in the park and hadn't turned up for weeks. Chloe nodded her head. Oh, yeah, I do remember that story. Spooky stuff, Jose, Mark said, unamused. I'm sure there's lots of kids that go missing a lot of places. Doesn't really mean much. You don't get it, Jose nearly shouted before bringing his voice to a whisper and filling in. It wasn't just that one kid. I found stories almost of kids going missing going back years. Legend has it, they keep kids locked up in the park's catacombs. Oh my catacombs. god, it's always a park's catacombs. Literally. <laughs> there there are so many like conspiracy theories out there about Walt Disney World and the fact that there is like walkways underneath the park and that's how cast members can get around to their areas without like, you know, going through crowds. Um, but everybody is so convinced that like Walt Disney's heads down there or they do secret crazy stuff down there. And it's like, no, you find sweaty, tired cast members everywhere just trying to get where they need to go. You know, it's always the, ca uh, the like the parks catacombs, though, like where they hide stuff. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. The, the legend of Walt Disney's frozen yeah. head. <laughs> Mark laughed. <laughs> Dude, they couldn't even pay us enough to be on time. You think Cheesy's Kids gets its employees to kidnap kids? Plus, tell me one story you've seen on TV news about a kid going missing. People will tell you stories about anything. Show me a verified case. They're probably playing off, uh, they're probably paying off people to, to, to bury the stories. Jose threw his arms up. You have to really dig if you want to read the find the articles, but they're there. I can show you that they're there. Wow, Jose, Jose sounds like a is, Q Jose's the He's the Q and yeah. Jesus Christ. 
Dick's thinking you know he's gonna be fucking at the Capitol and be like, save our kids and free Britney and all other shit. <laughs> I'm just frustrated. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I looked down at the I looked down at my watch and I saw we still had another half hour before lunch ended. Another half hour. We only had a half yeah, hour what for the lunch. Fuck? These fuckers get more than half an hour yo, for lunch. Where, what fucking place do they reside, yo? That's bullshit. You got half an hour more of a lunch period than fucking most people do at their jobs. That's bullshit. Half right there. <laughs> Back in the day, we'd be lucky if we had half an hour. You had like ten minutes to scarf down your food and start heading to your next class. Yeah. Wow, I just remembered. Um, Mr. Perez wanted Chloe, Mark, and me to go to his room to talk about our project. So we're going to head over there. Thanks for the info, though, Jose. Really. Seeing the opportunity to escape from his rambling, Chloe and Mark took my lead and followed me toward Mr. Perez's room. We stopped just short of it. And once we were sure that we had escaped Jose, we took a collective relaxed breath. We spent the rest of the lunch period discussing where we should go after school. Since Mark had just gotten his license and was now driving to school, he insisted that we go to what we referred to as a secret chill spot. Chloe and I were a bit suspicious, and we'd never been there, but gave him the benefit of the doubt nonetheless. When the day ended, we all met Mark in the school's back parking lot, hopped into his car, and took off toward his mysterious location. Driving through our county is usually a pretty dull ride. Most of it is spent looking at trees and farmland. This this sounds exactly like where I went to high school. Yeah. Mark, however, took the liberty of spicing up our time with horrible music and providing even worse. Hell yeah, vocals. man! That's what you do in bumfuck towns. You have the fucking windows exactly. down, blasting terrible ass music, singing even fucking worse. That's small yeah. town living sounds right like, there, man. Sounds like every day after school yeah, for small me. town living right there. After about an hour of driving into the uh, countryside, we made one stop for food before we finally pulled off onto the side of a road facing a cliff that overlooked the entire county. The sky was crystal clear, and honestly, the view from the cliff was beautiful. The town wasn't much to look at, but the nature surrounding it was, was picturesque. I could see mountains in the distance, vast forests accompanying them, and even the town's lake looked terrific as the sunlight gleamed off of its unmoving surface. I asked Mark if we were nearly... If we were near in his spot, and he replied with a broad smile, This is my spot. He quickly got out and ran to the trunk to pull out foldable lawn chairs and a six-pack of beer he got from a sketchy uh, corner store. <laughs> sketchy nope. corner store. Nobody comes up here, so I like it just put out a chair and thanks sometimes. Chloe feigned amusement. Wow, Mark, so this is where you spend all that time not doing homework? Hey, to be fair, I have a stable C minus in most of my classes. If I do well on the test, I can get away with skipping. Like half I used of my to think like that for fucking real. That that was my like oh, entire yeah. view in high school. Yep. Chloe and I looked at him half amused and half bewildered. That's not technically true, but I'll let you have that one, buddy. I sure I said as I folded out a lawn chair. Mark handed Chloe and me two beers each and then sat down in his chair. He raised one of the two remaining beers into the air and encouraged us to do the same. We cracked, uh, he cracked his can open and shouted, Cheers to Friday! I couldn't help myself and repeated the statement, slamming down my beer while Chloe laughed at her two idiot friends, well, being idiots. 
She slowly sipped on her beer, but insisted that she was drinking in, in solidarity with us. And the conversation that followed was pleasant. We spent hours just talking and laughing as our old friends do. Oh man, this brings me back. I used to, you know, time, any times I would just like go to places, like mostly parking lots of, of fast food places or Walmart and sit and just have the best most conversations. Hell yeah. Best conversations. Listen, yeah. man, me and Cece, when we first got together, that literally was like our story. We, uh, cause she lived in CP housing and past a certain time. If you're not a CP living at that property, you can't go on to CP housing is for the college program for Disney, for anybody who's kind of like, yeah, not familiar with it. Um, so what we would do is she'd hop in my car. I'd take her to like McDonald's and we'd just sit there and eat food and talk and laugh. And, you know, it was pretty good. I, I loved that like part of our relationship. So it's like, it's, it's fun yeah. as fuck to do. Especially when it's like two, three in the morning. Cause then you have them really like truly like deep thoughts. That's when the deep thoughts. Oh yeah. Out, baby. Oh yeah. That's what I love. The, the, the two, three AM deep conversations about everything You're contemplating life and fucking the meaning of existence at two to three a.m. exactly exactly oh man great times but it was the last moments of pure peace and relaxation we've had for a while and i really wish i could have appreciated that time more mark's ridiculously fiery personality contrasted with chloe's quiet brilliance my friends indeed were what uh, brought a real spark into my life, and nothing was more apparent than when we had moments like that to just talk. We were kids, free of the ugliness of the world. We could move through like fluidly without fear in what was beyond our safe little bubble. Life back then was good. When we decided to head back, it was already dark. Chloe complained of being tired, and Mark mentioned how he would have a long day of trying to sneak into college parties the next day. <laughs> this guy stays partying. <laughs> Yeah. I, res- I respect it, man. At least he know he he yeah. knows the limits and how to test them, though. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not just like a a slacker for the sake of slacking. He, he's he slacking he's because doing. he knows how to be efficient. Yeah, he min maxes that shit. <laughs> well, we loaded back to the car and began the ride back. The first few minutes were silent as we were all low on energy. I wanted to be home more than anything. The thought of Chloe trying to say something to me earlier in the day before being interrupted uh, popped in my head. At that moment, I felt compelled to ask. One second. Uh, I lost my place there for a minute. Hey, Chloe, you were going to say something earlier at lunch. What yeah. was it? Yeah. Yeah. At that moment, I felt compelled to ask. Hey, Chloe, you were going to say something earlier at lunch. What was it? She perked her head up from her phone. She had a puzzled look on her face, but then remarked, Oh, yeah, it's, it's nothing. Hmm, well, if it was nothing, then you could definitely tell me, I retorted. She sighed and set her phone her, set her phone down. It's just, I was talking to my dad more about the part, and what Jose said was kind of similar to what he said. He went, when he was a kid, he felt something off about that place. You don't think it's weird that all those kids went missing there? I shrugged. Maybe a little, but I bet every big park has kids that go missing. There are massive places, and you're bound to get some irresponsible parents with overactive kids. It's a pretty and common thing. And that's why we have security with cameras that can literally find anybody and everybody in the park, and they will have that kid describe what their parents are wearing so they can find those parents. Exactly. 
But it's not just that. I heard those kids never turn back up. Getting lost in the park is one thing, but to never return home, Chloe asked. What would I? What would that have to do with the park, though? I may remember a few cases, but like Mark said, how many were actually even verified? I don't know, she shrugged. But it's just—it's not just the kids. My dad mentioned something about the characters being funny. He said he didn't like the way they moved when he went as a kid. I'm not saying that it's not weird, Chloe. I guess it's just like, why? What the hell would make a park want one random kid, let alone a bunch of them? And if people did think the park had some hand in it, then why hasn't the place been raided or sued? As far as the characters go, those costumes are creepy to everyone. Not a huge deal, right? We're fucking telling the absolute truth, man. That's why Five Nights at Freddy's is a thing. It's because we all collectively fear Chuck E. Cheese, you know, freaking mm-hmm. animatronics. The place was incredibly normal when I worked there, Mark cut in. As a guy who spent way too much time, much of his life in that part, I can tell you for a fact, nothing weird happened. I don't know, guys. Just forget it. My point is, I was thinking about it, and it was freaking me out a little bit. Just promise me you'll stay safe. And look out for any creeps hanging out there, okay? I have some family stuff to take care of in the morning, but I have a present for Amari, and I want to give it to him at the park. Maybe I can meet you guys uh, when you're leaving? I chuckled. The most <laughs> the most danger he'll be in is of throwing up after I forced him to go on the crazy mouse with me. By the way, what'd you get him? I bought him a lock picking kit. I remember he used to play with those all the time as a kid, so I figured I'd give him one in case he had the same talent. Oh yeah, I remember getting into trouble for opening doors, but you can't just wait to give Amari the gift when he gets home. We all live pretty close. I would, but then I wouldn't be able to tag along with his birthday dinner. I haven't missed one yet, and I'm not going to this year. You got it, Chloe. Large smile uh, formed on my face, and we'll stay safe, I promise. Seems like Chloe may have a thing. The rest of the ride home continued in silence as we were exhausted from hanging out all night. Chloe was the first to get dropped off, and as Mark pulled up in front of my house, he stopped me before I got out. You know she worries about you, man, he said in a rare moment of seriousness. I know. Chloe's been my best friend since childhood. I worry about her, too. He chuckled. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you do. Look, you're going to go to the park and have a great time. I know you will. You have... I have no doubt that everything will be fine, but maybe shoot her a text, a text or something when you just get there and one and one when you leave, just to make sure that everything is cool. Make sure she's able to meet you guys at the park to give Amari his gift and hang out a bit afterward. I'm sure Amari would love that too. Yeah, maybe. I raised an eyebrow at Mark's sudden soft side. Why are you so concerned about this? It's pretty out of character for you. He shrugged. I know I can be a dick sometimes, but maybe I care about my friends too. I got out of the car, and he winked at me before peeling off into the night, honking his horn twice as he fading out to the distance. As rough around the edges as he seemed, deep down, Mark was a solid guy, and always and was always there when I needed him. You know, character at, at growth, first, Mark, character growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At first, at first, I was kind of into with Mark, but now I've seen the growth, wrote, and I'm like, wrote, you know what? Mark's a Mark solid reminds guy. Reminds me of Simon from the Fear Street things. Exactly! Mark is Simon! <laughs> best best line Simon said in, in 94. <laughs> oh, did we all go to Pound Town? <laughs> Me too! 
good shit. Good shit. But anyway, I measured into my quiet house. It was a little past 12 a.m. and everyone was asleep. I tiptoed into Amari's room, making sure to avoid the toys he had scattered across the floor. He looked like an angel as he slept peacefully. I swear I could see a smile form on his face as he dreamed. I kissed him on his forehead and whispered, Happy birthday, buddy. Big brother loves you more, more than anything. I could feel a massive yawn coming on which signaled it was time for me to go to bed. You know, I'm I'm absolutely loving this story so far, and the way it's written is so great that I can almost picture this in my head, like everything going on. Like, this has all the makings to be a great horror short. Yeah. Also reminds me of it, like the bro- the relationship between Bill and Georgie. It kind of does, don't it? Yeah. It, I, I'm I, I'm getting a, a very good brother brother relationship with doing these two, and I'm I'm loving the character growth so far. It's like there's just so much stuff happening. Like it's not just a a creepy story. There's so much going on, and I really appreciate that. As I made my way to my room got in the bed and closed my eyes and drift off into sleep. My last conscious uh, thoughts were positive ones. I was utterly confident that the next day would be absolutely perfect. I woke with a start as my dad shook me to get out of bed. Brandon, he had yelled at me. Get up. Told you we need to get up. We need to be there early. Mom and Amari are already ready. What What time is it? I responded groggily, still mostly asleep. It's 7 a.m. We were supposed to be there uh, 30 minutes ago. Go get up and get ready, please. 7 a.m. Oh, that's like three hours earlier than anyone should ever be awake. Why are we going so early? Oh, man, I, Dude, I feel his pain. Me, <laughs> who went to bed at 6 a.m.? The fuck time is it? <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember like having to wake up super early. I was just like, this is just an ungodly hour. No one should be awake Yeah, this, this time. is literally me this morning. I went to bed at 7 a.m. today. <laughs> He shook his head in disapproval because every because everyone's goal is early and we want to be able to do everything. If we'd spend all day standing in line to get in. And why didn't you wait? And why didn't you wake me up again? Because you're 17, Brandon. I expect you to get up without me having to tell you. You have 15 minutes, so either get ready or we leave without you. I moaned as I flipped off my covers and rushed to get a quick rinse shower and brush my teeth. Once I was clean enough, I threw on a hoodie and some jeans and announced to my family that I was ready to go as I Bro, made my way downstairs. Bro, you didn't even throw on a t-shirt, see. though? Like, you're just wearing <laughs> nothing but a hoodie. That's got to be so uncomfortable yep. and hot. Kids are a I don't fucking know. mess, man. I probably was like that, too. I feel them. I, I wore hoodies all the time. Well, I mean, I wore them, <laughs> but I wore shirts underneath them. Yeah. It just depends on, on how the weather was. If it was high, I wouldn't or wear Ugh, a shirt under it. You sweating your your hoodie? That's hard to wash, man. Uh, I could already see that Amari was in a mood when I approached. Happy birthday, Amari. What's up with you, little bro? I asked. You're making us late, he wagged his finger at me. I wanted to get there early. My mom put a hand on Amari's head and shot me the same disapproving look my dad did when he, when when he walked into my room. Amari's been a bit cranky this morning because he woke up really early. So please do your best and not upset Jesus your brother while we're there. Fuck. What did they uh, think? This fucking kid ruined the whole fucking trip for his little brother? Like, everybody's acting like yeah. he just fucking showed up and, like, shot Cheesy himself. And that's why they couldn't go. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I get that he's 17 and you know should have woke up himself, but if you're going to be up, if you got to be somewhere, Listen, fucking wake the up. I see the same damn thing when it comes to waking me up. If I am asleep and it is time for me to get up, I need you to touch me because no amount of alarm sound or anything like that is going to wake me up because I sleep and I'm dead to the world pretty much. Yeah. Though I felt the criticism was a little harsh for simply oversleeping, I agreed to be on my toes and we all loaded into the car. During the ride over, I tried to engage Amari in conversation, but he wasn't too interested. He was clearly frustrated with me making us leave late. He mostly just stared out the window and gave me one-word answers when I tried to talk to him. Halfway through the drive, I started poking him and asked, and asked him, What you doing? Before he just groaned, prompted my mom to tell me to leave him alone. Eventually, I gave up and started talking to my dad instead. Hey, Dad, you heard any of the rumors about this place, about the kids going missing? My mom gave me a look and then uh, motioned to Amari as if uh, to tell me not to scare him. My dad just laughed. Oh, yeah, I remember. I heard about something like that once. I think they're just a bunch of urban legends, son. Everyone I know has been safe going there. You're sure? I asked. A couple of the kids mentioned it's cool, so I was just curious. I am. We've been to this park, what, five times? Nothing terrible has happened, so just keep in mind that's not everything you read online is true. We'll be okay. Trust me. If Amari had been paying attention, I didn't notice it because as soon as we started to draw near the park, a wave of excitement hit him. He started bouncing in his seat and pressing his face to the window so that he could get a better look at the park in the distance, all while humming the cheesy songs he spent the past few days listening to. We drove past a large sign with Cheesy's massive smiling face looking down at us. His eyes seemed to follow us as we drove by, and his grin was always just a little bit too big for my liking. Under the mouse, giving us a big thumbs up were the words, Welcome to Cheesy's World where a kid's happiness is guaranteed. My mom looked back at us with a big smile and reached back to hold Amari's hand. Are you excited? You finally get to see your Ooh, favorite mouse. Mickey's gonna fucking be pissed. <laughs> Amari nodded, barely able to contain himself as he finally pulled him to the park. He was practically bouncing from the time we got out of the car until the time we officially entered the park. I have to admit, I was a little taken aback by what I saw, though on the surface everything looked normal. There was something off. Maybe it was the teenage satanism. Uh, but I got the... Oh, cynicism. You're good. My bad. Uh, Continue. But I got the feeling that the park was dirty. I looked around the big entrance square where people were strolling around to get from one attraction to another. It was already getting busy. Through all of those happy families, I saw numerous pieces of trash were strewn about. A couple with a six-year-old girl hanging from their arms passed by and made a fallen Coke can roll around the tiled square. I further up, a trash bin was overflowing, and an empty bag of chips was like caught a, It's like breeze. a steady tumbleweed, the, you know? <laughs> all the buildings had chipped paint with large dark sparks like nobody had done any upkeep on them in years. I couldn't remember noticing it the last time I visited. Not many people around seemed to be uh, catching how janky the park looked. Several dressed-up employees walked by, but their costumes looked raggedy, and the characters themselves appeared lifeless. It was as though they were empty husks dragged across the park from one point to another. Their stiff, ragged movements toyed with my imagination, and I could have sworn they made a slight shuffling sound. I had a profoundly ominous feeling, and I could tell Amari was picking up on it when I caught him staring off at a petting zoo. 
that had only one lazy-looking goat with a frown. I asked him if he was doing okay, and he simply shook his head. This isn't what I expected. I know what you mean, buddy. I looked over to my parents to gauge their reactions, but I could see the sense of childhood wonder in their eyes. They consistently pointed out the attractions and how amazing everything looked. It was like they were being blinded by their inner children. So what do you want to do first? Maybe the Blackbeard water ride, my mom asked Amari? Isn't that where they keep oh the frozen hair of the founders? Are you fucking kidding me? I wonder me? if this person's a cast member or lives anywhere near Disney World, Universal, Orlando, or Disneyland. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I asked, maybe it's the animatronics, but something about that ride has always uh, kind of creeped me out. Frozen head. That's a different part, son. My, my dad commented. Uh, I like how I mentioned it, and now it's a reoccurring thing. Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh, good shit. I'm loving this story so far, man. Yeah, same here. Yeah, for anyone listening, sorry for our stopping our reaction. For literally reading this for yeah. the first time, this is genuine first reactions that, that way you know for some of the scarier stories or something like that we can gauge each other's reactions yeah. so that's that's why we're, we're laughing yeah. and joking and having fun while we're reading it this is great this is good shit i feel this on a it personal is. level <laughs> my mom rolled her eyes it's your brother's birthday so we go on what we what he wants first even if the animatronics are a little creepy she turned to amari any ideas sweetie he hesitated for a moment before answering. I um I don't know. Maybe we could try to go on the time train. I always like seeing the dinosaur part. His speech was quiet, and he looked as at the ground unsure of his choice. This was strange because he was almost always confident in his choices. Whenever we had gone to a place of his choosing, he would passionately exclaim what he wanted to do. That sounds like a great idea, Dad. Dad exclaimed before leading us all to the train. It wasn't too far of a walk from where we were, and on the way I could see what Amari didn't look particularly happy about going. My parents tried to ask him questions about if he was excited, and all he would give were bland answers. When we got on, I could see Amari looked even more bothered by something. I knew that the ride wouldn't hold the same magic it did for me as a kid, but I hoped I could at least find some entertainment in it. But it was clear as soon as we started moving that he wasn't enjoying himself. He frowned at the passing animatronics, and when his supposed favorite part of the train ride came up, he jumped back at the deafening roar of the dinosaur. After the ten-minute ride, he had looked like he had gone through hell. You okay there, buddy? I asked. When he didn't respond, I tried again, placing my hand on his shoulder, and he immediately slapped it away. I'm fine. Amari, my parents scolded in unison. I knew that this was the point where he had started getting into trouble and they pulled him aside to have a conversation about how he needed to fix his attitude. I took this opportunity to text Chloe like Mark had suggested. Me. Hey, Chloe. Chloe. Hey there, smiley face. Me. We made it to the park. Fun. Times all around. Chloe. That's awesome. Chloe. I'm sorry I was weird about it yesterday. I'm glad you're having a good time. Me. Yeah, about that. I think you might have been right about the weird vibe here. Amari is throwing a fit. Chloe. Oh, no. Well, let me meet you guys there when you're leaving. Maybe the gift will cheer him up. Me. Hopefully. The kid is tripping, but I'm not really worried about that uh, That right now. Chloe. What do you mean, me? Like I said, just bad vibes. Parents coming over. I'll text you later. My parents walked over with Amari and 
in hand, and he was wiping away tears. Everything okay? I asked. Yeah, my mom said with a hand on her hip. Amari's just having a bit of an attitude problem, but he knows that if he doesn't fix it, then we're going straight home. I mean, could you guys leave me here if you do that? Because I can always get a ride back. Before I could finish, I saw the cold look both of them gave me, and I quickly pivoted. I mean, I was just kidding. I'd love to visit the arcade and win a prize for Amari, though. That'd be great. Amari simply shrugged, and that was good enough for us to head over to the arcade. Waiting outside of the arcade was a short, blue, somewhat plump cartoon rabbit wearing a pilot's uniform. He wore a name tag that read, Your Pal, Ronald the Rabbit. And was preoccupied with taking pictures with kids. I tried to steer us left to avoid him, but as soon as we walked next to him, his neck snapped toward us, and his large cartoonish eyes seemed impossible to escape. He, he rushed over to block our entrance into the arcade, waving his hands. Oh my gosh, Ronald! My mom, uh, my mom squealed. Let's get a picture. Ronald nodded and uh, motioned for us. My mom pulled a young man away from his. A girlfriend to take a picture. Ronald huddled us together, and all I could remember was how he, he felt. It literally felt like ice was pressing against my skin when Ronald put his paw on my shoulder, and a very distinct chill ran down my spine. I could tell Amori forced a smile during the pictures. Despite how uncomfortable the experience was for me, it was downright terrifying for him. The way he took an immediate step back from Ronald and refused to make eye contact said a lot. I kept Amari company in the arcade, trying to calm him down as much as possible, but even as I helped him to win more game tickets than he knew what to do with, he seemed to be in a constant state of stress. He mentored through the arcade with no clear motivation to play, and he completely lost focus during the games. When he noticed employees who simply wore hats or shirts with the various characters, he'd completely avoid them and cling to me when they walked by. One time, I even caught him looking over his shoulder. I tried to see what the hell he was looking at, and for a moment, I thought I saw Ronald peeking in on us from the outside. About an hour later, Amori wanted to trade in his tickets for a prize. He picked an action figure that blared an annoying catchphrase and a thundering sound behind it. For a while, it brought him some peace. This came at the small cost of my sanity as he repeatedly echoed the noise, but it was his day, so I let him be. For the next few hours, things were normal. Amari was still a bit snippy when we tried to talk to him, but he kept it in check as much as possible as we went around the park. Though Amari wasn't totally engaged with the activities, he wasn't throwing a fit either, which was a win. However, when we got to the fiercest roller coaster in the park, he tugged on my mom's shirt and pointed towards the concert hall. But I want to see the show, he whined. Amari, your brother has been wanting to go on this ride all day, and we did everything you wanted to do, my mother said firmly. We've been waiting in line for half an hour. We are not getting out of it to go to a show right now. He stomped his foot down and tears started to well in his eyes. Hey, come on, man. It's just one ride and you'll love it. I said, trying to cheer him up. No, Amari yelled back. I want to see the band's show. That's it. My mom yelled. She grabbed Amari by the arm and dragged him out of the line towards and towards the exit. My dad and I tried to follow carefully behind, but my mom was determined to swim back to the car and get home with Amari fighting her the whole way. But just before we reached the gate, another character, a yellow duck with long blonde hair, pom-poms, and a shirt with pizza on it, jumped in front of us. I think she caught my mom off guard because it stopped her marching her tracks. Nina! Amori yelled, pointing to the dancing duck. Nina started to dance around and shake her pom-poms. As strange as it was, I could tell that she was doing this for, for a reason. Amid her frantic dancing, it, it looked like she was trying to motion towards the concert hall. 
hey, you know, the concert hall is right over there, and I don't think the band has played yet. Maybe we should just let Amari have this since we're already here. I said, putting a hand on Amari's head. My parents weren't exactly buying what I was selling, so I pushed further. Can we please just do this for him? He hasn't had the happiest day, and maybe we can just do one thing to make sure that his birthday is still a special one. My parents con- conferred for a moment, and my dad shrugged and gave the nod. Fine, but Amari, I want this to be the end of your attitude. With a smile on my face, I texted Chloe to make her way over, and inside, the animatronic band was on full display. Cheesy stood front and center with the microphone in hand. The gray mouse was in his classic attire, a green t-shirt featuring a pizza with bites out of it, forming the letter C. Are you fucking kidding me? He wore athletic shorts and a large yellow shoes accompanied by traditional white gloves. All of this was topped off by one of those colorful hats with a propeller on well, top. I mean, they did say this was like a fucking a copyright infringement type place. They really yeah. leaned him into that, huh? Oh, buddy. They do not care about getting sued. Cheesy was leading his group of pizza-loving anima- anamorph... Pizza-loving anthropo homorphic animals as we stood in the crowd Amari began to bounce to the music and he even managed to convince our parents to buy him some of Cheesy's world famous pizza for a moment he seemed happy my mom even managed to get a picture from smiling with pizza hanging out of his mouth holding a toy he won from the arcade that was until another kid walked up and grabbed Amari's toy look mommy can we get one the other little boy looked up at his mom with fleeting eyes Amari didn't take too kindly to this he immediately stood up snatched the action figure away and yelled no before anyone could react, God, he pushed the kid down. down. Amari. It's just a toy. He was going to give it back to you, bro. No need to fucking, fucking throw some fist that comes at this kid. <laughs> My dad immediately grabbed Amari and started dragging him to the exit. I knew that Amari had been upset, but he had never been violent. We were absolutely shocked at the sudden outburst. Before we made it outside, Dizzy stepped in our path. He was tall with soft, dro- drooping eyes and dressed in attire one would associate with someone who had lived on a farm complete with a straw hat. His long limbs completely blocked the exit. Move, my dad coldly stated to the character. Wow. He simply shook his head and pointed to a guy rushing over. For the first time in what felt like forever, I saw what appeared to be a regular employee dressed in plain clothes. Hey, folks, I saw everything that happened just there, and here at Cheese's World, we like to provide a safe and healthy environment, and... Get to the point, my mom said, cutting him off. Right. He continued after clearing his throat. Well, we'd just like you to bring in to talk about the incident so that we can make a report. I'd like to assure you that we're, you're not in trouble, and we get that these things happen. We just want to be sp- responsible when they do. Uh, where's your son? He's right here. My dad suddenly realized he was uh, grasping at air. We frantically looked around, but didn't see Amari anywhere. Amari! He yelled. Amari! It took my parents all the second to run around the concert hall, searching for Amari. I stood in shock, unsure of what to do. Had he really run off? So much of this seemed out of character for him, even when he got emotional. I told my parents I'd be right back, and I ran outside, spurred on by pure adrenaline, screaming his name. I sprinted the perimeter of the concert hall, down by the train, and around every building. He could be hiding behind desperately searching uh, for him. I pushed numerous people out of my way and made sure every person I passed wasn't trying to escape with Amari. By the time I got back, I could see my parents were in tears. They were being told that we needed to go back to the park's manager's office and talk to security about where Amari could be. 
I was terrified. A million thoughts ran through my head. Did someone take him? Did he wander off? Is he safe? I wonder, I could already feel the tears spreading down my face as I was constantly bombarded by thoughts of worst case scenarios. Anger at myself started to boil up in my body. How could I have let him go like that? And why the fuck weren't these park employees freaking out as much as my parents and I were? Once we arrived, they assured us they had people around the park looking for him and that security was checking the cameras. We stayed all the way through closing, and there was no developments. This wasn't a good enough answer for any of us as my parents berated management and security for not doing a good enough job of getting their son back. In their minds, he couldn't have just disappeared with no one seen anything. Eventually, the police got involved, and after hours more of waiting, they told us that they'd handle it. Still, we needed to go home to because there was nothing else to be done. It hurts me so profoundly to walk away without Mari. It felt like we were leaving him there to some unknown fate. I was prepared to stay there every second it took until he was safe with us, and yet the reality of the situation meant that we had to go. So many emotions were firing inside of me. Anger, sadness, confusion. I just wanted my brother back, and it felt like we weren't doing enough to make that happen. I had looked at my phone until we were walking towards the gate, and when I saw it, a... A litany of missed calls and texts from Chloe at the time, I didn't have the strength to see her. When the shock wore off, I could only manage to send a message that read, Amari is missing. I watched as rats scattered out from underneath our car, and the moment three of us got in, we broke down. My dad punched the steering wheel, and my mom clung to him wailing. We all cried for a long time that night, and the tears didn't stop all the way home. That's the end of part one. Very yeah. good story so far. Lots of lots to take in. I know that just a creepy story that like, we got we got character development, we got a possible romance storyline. I mean, I mean, you got a really really nice brother brotherly uh, love relationship. I mean, yeah, just no, really right? good like, stuff. None of it's really toxic except fucking Amari himself. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, see, I have a theory about it. It seemed like he changed once he went to the park. Maybe something in the park is causing it. Because he seemed to be completely different. Once they, well, I once mean, they he was already like pissed off to begin with. Because remember, he wanted to get there early and yeah. the, the character like overslept. So he was already pissed off to begin with. I just fucking think it came to a breaking point and they were like, you're not happy. Your happy is supposed to be guaranteed. Get fucking happy. That's what I literally <laughs> think happened. They, they went to take him to like re-education school about happiness. Re-education. Oh man, maybe he's going to end up on their version of a... Uh... Oh, it's a small world, because there's also that theory, too, that Disney, quote-unquote, was uh, kidnapping kids to force them to be on uh, It's a Small World as, like, an animatronic. And then you actually oh go to both Disney World and Disneyland to look at the animatronics, and you're like, yeah, there's no way in hell they could ever get kids to do that. <laughs> animatronics look nothing like real things. Alright, well, I'm ready for part oh, two. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that that is going to come um, next time. Uh, I did mention we were breaking it up into two parts. Uh, we were going to do a two-part episode, yeah. Oh, okay. Just because okay, we don't yeah. we want to 
Yeah, we don't, don't want to bog yeah. everybody down. Like some of our episodes get like two, three hours long, and you know, people's yeah. attention spans probably aren't that great. So, uh, yeah, I think we're, we'll we'll break this up and uh, you know get ready for part two. Uh, I will be reading it, um, so you get to hear my voice, which is going to be great, I guess. You know, if you like my voice, if not, then I'm sorry. Uh, you have bad taste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but thank you for listening to this episode to no. find out that you have bad taste. <laughs> no. I, yeah, really it's good. And, like, how do I put it? it? Like, I've seen some creepy pastas that, like, when they do stuff, they try to be, like, too wordy or, like, I don't know. They just, like, you can tell they're written by somebody who's just trying to use big words, doesn't necessarily understand it. You know what this reads to me as, like, like a, like a, a young adult, like, novel? very simple to understand words that are not like there there are some like like advanced level word uh words used but like none of it's like overly complicated that you know somebody wouldn't at in like the young adult age wouldn't know what it meant anyways so like this this reads like a young adult novel and i i, I absolutely love it that's my favorite type of stories uh, you know, I grew up, you know, Animorphs, Goosebumps, Fear Street, uh, all of those young adult novels. Uh, so I'm loving this. I'm excited to read y'all uh, part two, actually. But uh, oh, yeah. it, it, I'm it's excited. fucking great, man. It's weird because like we didn't, uh, no name was ever mentioned, so it was hard to like when I, when I stopped to talk about characters, I didn't know what to say, so so I just like would like find a ways to avoid saying saying a name because I didn't want to give give the uh, give the op. Well, a name. I mean, I don't think so. they, I don't think they <laughs> named him. They they named Amari, but they didn't name the uh-huh. protagonist. So essentially. Yeah. Uh, you're the no. protagonist. Like this is supposed okay. to be your your like brother. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 really good story so far. Definitely looking forward to part two. We're, we're yes, do, doing that next week, right? Anything else you uh, wanted to talk no. about before we bounce out of here, dude? Oh, I mean, I think I think that's it. Just uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Teddy will do part two next week, and then we'll hit back up the next week with our cryptids uh, A to Z. On, yes, sir. I think we're on C now. Charlie. We got some good ones lined up for yep. you. Oh yeah, I know we skipped. I, I, I know, like you know, we was on B last week, and we you know, we didn't talk about one of the main ones, Bigfoot. But all the big cryptids will. Yeah, a lot of the big cryptids, uh, even like Slenderman, um, they're they're all going to be special episodes because they're large subjects. Since they are so big, there's a lot of lore and stuff to to sift through. Um, You know, 
plus we yeah. have to figure out if we're gonna go more depth into uh like certain situations like especially around slender man um you know we have areas that we have to figure yeah. out that we need to avoid um to not seem ignorant or be problematic in any way so uh we're gonna keep those ones separate for now yeah so even though we may get to m we may not necessarily do mothman but we will do a mothman episode it's just gonna be me singing oh, sure. uh, west virginia <laughs> all the time oh it'll be like a 10 hour loop of me saying that oh my god oh man uh yeah so thank you guys for listening and i hope you guys have a good day wherever you're at nighttime if you're in the nighttime and uh, we'll see you next time Yep, thanks everybody. Uh, have a good night, good morning, good evening, whatever it is you listen to this, and uh, Bye. see you next week. Bye! Bye.